and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast, first one for this week. It's a packed agenda. Let's not waste one moment on platitudes. We uh, head 40,000 miles south into the center of the earth where Little Rush resides, and he is gracious enough to join us on this day. Little Rush, good day. Uh, delighted to be with you again. Uh, greetings across the fruited plain high. Little Rush, you're all seeing, all feeling, all knowing, all powerful, all everything piece of shit burning in hell for all eternity. Delighted to be with you. Delight, 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 delight. Having more fun than a human being should be allowed to have with half of my brain tied behind my back to make it fair for the libs. How are you, uh, Brad and Brit? I'm great. You know, I, I haven't heard that shop-worn repetitive drone of an opening from you for uh, a couple of weeks and i really missed it i'm delighted to get all of the bullshit in right off the bat hang on a second let me get this right here i got it certainly i know you were watching the national thug association yesterday as they advanced to the playoffs and uh, john morant the star for the memphis grizzlies has a hand injury folks we, we, we need to point out, for po- folks that don't know, of course, this is a very skilled uh, black basketball player yes, if for the, the Memphis John Grizzlies. Rant did not yeah. uh, clue you into the fact that he is black. Yeah. Uh, be aware that he, he hurt his hand, uh, yeah. possibly out for game two. We do not know if that is his trigger finger or not. <laughs> okay. Is that really necessary? He had a little problem with guns a couple of uh, weeks ago, months ago. Suspended for a couple of games. Also, uh, you saw that the star of the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you saw that he, the Greek uh, guy, went down and uh, he was hurt. He got he went a butt cord. He got coccyx. So you can see the this is the entitled nature of black folks, folks. They've been given uh, food stamps and they've been given free housing, and now when a little bitty uh, uh, obstacle comes in their way, they uh, they just fold. They immediately oh done. I fell on my butt. Can't play. You're, you're losing your fastball there. You forgot to throw in Obama phones. Free Obama phones. Free Obama phones and everything yeah. else. They got it all. And then they just – and you, you saw now that Jalen Hurts, folks. Jalen Hurts. Quarterback. The quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles just decided to be the, the highest-paid player. Yes, yes. In the history of the league. Folks. Wow. This is what happens when you lose the Super Bowl. Apparently uh, – that we're all worried. I know in North Carolina, you've got that bill banning participation trophies. Yeah. If you come up short and you lose the big game, apparently white guilt gets you a, a huge contract. Mm-hmm. I, as you may recall, not to make this about me, I got in trouble some 20-odd years ago on ESPN for pointing out that Donovan McNabb had just been coddled and white guilted into being the greatest player of all time, according to the media. Uh, as the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, and then I, I, I had to yeah. quit ESPN because they were just such a bunch of pussy. Now, let me get this straight. So you think this is unfair because, for instance, Trent Dilfer, right? Yes. Quarterback of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the time. Is that correct? If my memory yeah, well, got me right. 
Yeah, well, they won a world championship with they, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. With the Ravens. Yeah. With the Ra- yeah. Um, he didn't uh, get the biggest contract in the uh, the history of the world, even though he won a Super Bowl, right? Correct, yes. And he was white, so therefore he was discriminated against because the black guy who lost gets the big money. Is that your is that your thesis here, sir? Yeah, $255 God. million dollar extension is what uh, Mr. Yeah. Hart has yeah. signed today. $179 million of that is guaranteed. Now, as yeah. you people don't know football like Jeez. I do, these are not guaranteed contracts like in Major League Baseball. Uh, they get some of the money that is guaranteed and some of the money uh, is actually – eventually, uh, it'll just be a little rush. all guaranteed. Uh, now – A little rush. The reason I had I, – I, I told Britt that I wanted to have you on today. It's, it's yes. not the same issue. But Clarence Thomas, who, if I'm not incorrect, actually presided over – was it wedding two, wedding three, or wedding four? Uh, the number four, I believe, is the one with Catherine – Catherine is the one who ended up with all of the stuff, right? All of the shit. When I went tits up, uh, just a couple of years ago, right? So you maintained a friendship with Clarence Thomas, and it's uh, interesting because apparently he really likes to have rich multimillionaire white guy friends. It, they just gravitate to him like like uh, flies to shit, and. Uh, <laughs> This guy, don't don't laugh, little rush. We're trying to play this straight. Lies <laughs> to shit. Uh, I, I I said some horrible things about uh, black people, and then you apparently compared them to feces. <laughs> well, no, that that wasn't the reason that I did that. It just yeah. came out that way. That's what yeah. the, that's what the, the teleprompter said. Thanks but, for uh, coming on board with me at long last. Right. Well, uh, now your 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 friend Clarence Thomas is in uh, some hot water for his friendship with this billionaire guy from Dallas, Harlan Crow, the guy who collects Nazi memorabilia and has paintings of Hitler uh, in his home. I don't even want to ask what was ever hanging on the walls of your, of your house, Little Rush. So that means I'm going to ask. What, what kind of things my, uh, the would shock of us? The blood yeah. of my enemies was hanging on the wall. That's what it was. It was framed for everyone to see. Oh, an actual... Uh, it, skin of a person. I've yeah. seen the libs wringing their hands about this Harlan Crow, folks. Yeah. Let me break this down to make the libs feel a little bit better. But let's think of what Harlan Crow has done for Justice Clarence Thomas as reparations. And then everyone will feel good about it. We'll oh. have the le- left coast libs feeling good about it. We'll have everybody feeling good about it. These are reparations being paid to Clarence Thomas, pure and simple, and everybody can go on with their lives and stop. Mm. Wah, 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 wah. So buying this this house that, that Clarence Thomas's mother lived in and putting a few hundred thousand dollars worth of repairs into it, and then Clarence Thomas not reporting that at all, uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't concern you. Reparations, folks. It's what Reparations. It is. Okay. The greatest black God. justice in history of this republic, and he continues to be hounded all of those years later because uh, Anita Hill lied. I think it's been established over the period of 30 years that sure. Professor Hill lied. She, with course. impunity, right. I might add. Right. With impunity. Right. 
Look at how good her life has been and how bad his has been since that high-tech lynching uh, more than three decades ago. We have winners and losers, folks. It's just reparations, Libs. That's all it is. Uh, Everything will be fine. Mm. Hey, uh, Little Rush, I know that you have uh, been known to imbibe in what are known as adult beverages. You would say it the same way all the time. Could you do that for us the way you used to talk about that and pretend that you were uh, sober all the time? Go ahead. An an adult beverage. Yes, I would indulge in an adult beverage. Yes. Now, Now, and I know that you were friends with Kid Rock, and I know that you must have some kind of take on this Bud Light thing with the uh, trans person being used for promotional purposes. They thought they'd uh, get a big bump out of it, and uh, people on the right went crazy over this, as if this this made the beer taste worse or something like that. Well, well you, you must be dismissive of this whole concept right that's just silly isn't it it's being it's 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 the they're going after our children here folks uh, obviously uh here we go. well you're finding a few problems here on the right and, and kind of a split you know donald trump jr yeah has urged conservatives knock it off it's not a big deal True. move on from this boycott yeah. of bud light and anheuser but well let me just ask uh, don jr who i have a great deal of respect for of course you do. What if they put uh, some shemail on your bag of Coke? How would you feel about that? Would you continue to snort it? Oh, I think I've proven wow. my point. Well, you know what? You still can frame an argument yes. in a way that no one else can, which is yes. why you were the king. You are the king. You always will be. That's exactly right. The king. Uh-huh. Uh, Kid Rock, real name Bob Ritchie, good friend of mine. By the way, did you see that National Rifle Association uh, meeting over the weekend? Was that something? That was something, I, wasn't it? Well, I, I saw some of the highlights. Apparently, Mike Pence um, got crickets, a lot of crickets from the uh, audience. Couldn't couldn't score. And then uh, your old neighbor, Donald Trump, went in there and just uh, put in the shiv and twisted it. I think yes. that's what, what I got. Is that right? It's about time that somebody did this to Mike Pence, who was a complete pussy. And uh, I'm, I'm delighted that Donaldus uh, Magnus has uh, cast him to the side. Of course, the real fight continues to be uh, Donald Trump versus Governor DeSantis, uh, who will be the governor of hell when he gets down here. I have confirmed it. Yeah. It is a, an EIB exclusive. Um, yeah. Uh, Governor DeSantis nipping on Donald Trump's heels at uh, 86 to 2%. So I think he's got a good <laughs> shot at yeah. uh, taking this thing away from Donaldus Magnus. Yeah. Uh, one, one, one last thing. And uh, because we're a, a podcast, things could certainly change by the time uh, we're, we're being heard uh, later on. But do you think that Fox News has anything to be concerned about with this law? <laughs> Listen to the way I'm framing this. Do you think they should be concerned about this lawsuit from Dominion Voting Systems? It's nothing. It's a big thing. Obviously, we have a judge that is biased uh, against Fox News. The libs uh, smell blood in the water. But, folks, it's not going to happen. Rupert is going to be just fine. We're going to be able to see lots of good Fox News for 
many, many years to come. Uh, Just, this is well, don't let the libs fool you on this here. Well, you know, there's the prevailing wisdom among people who have some level of sophistication is that the Fox News Channel which started on TV, I believe, in 1986, 85 or 86, one of those two years. Yeah. Which, which was almost 10 years after you had been in national syndication, and you were, uh, how should we say it, just about at the height of your powers at that moment. And it's, it's thought that Fox News was kind of the televised version of you, lying and making shit up. <laughs> for, for profit, for profit. Do you accept that? Do you embrace that? Or do you deny that? And either way, doesn't the fact that they uh, have found themselves in this position, Fox News, mean that you're lucky you're dead, little rush, because it could have been you? You know, I feel extremely fortunate to be dead. I, I can't yeah. I can't say enough about it. It's just, it's the best thing. Particularly in Joe Biden's America, you'd rather be dead than mm. uh, anything else. So yeah, I, I, it, it, it's it's the, the, these trumped up charges, folks. Pardon the pun against Fox wait, wait, News. Wait, wait, there are recordings, there are emails, there are texts of people at Fox from Rupert Murdoch, another good friend of yours, another billionaire friend of yours, on down that they knew that Donald Trump did not win that election. He did not win in 2020, yet on and on they went, and they had crazy people like wackadoodle Sidney Powell and crazy Maria Bartiromo, who I know you wanted to... Yeah, didn't you? Didn't you? She was younger. You know, that was about a yeah. decade ago now. She's ooh, yeah. ah, a little rough there. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Holy shit. God, yeah. she's let herself go. I don't even know what's happened there. Yeah. Well, I... I, I these are, are fraudulent recordings, folks. That these oh, they're, oh they're, they're AI. Are you, they're have you AI heard of AI down there? Are you familiar with that? We have a lot of tech companies that are against Republicans and uh, against Fox News. It, it's Google and using their AI to make uh, make the company look bad, folks. Oh, okay. So you're just dismissing it all as fake recordings, fake news, fake lawsuit, fake charges, onward. That is, is correct, that your... sir. Yes, that is correct. We need to dismiss this lawsuit and get on to the real problems of this country, and that is gay beer. That is what we need to look at. Drag shows. We need to stop the drag shows immediately, and uh, also transgender people at swim meets. If we can get down to those things, we are going to win in 2024. Make no mistake about it. All right. Little Rush joining us straight from hell, 40,000 miles, straight down, look real hard and you can see a flicker of little rush down there yes great burning, to have you aboard burning. today buddy i'm burning i'm burning i'm burning for you hubba hubba. Mm, mm. wow Ooh. that was painful that was harsh that was harsh really a, a diatribe against black athletes there too i've thought that was yeah where, where did that come from i don't know he just looks at the headlines and it pisses him off it was just just uh he, he's probably upset because, of course, it's all over now for the Tampa Bay Rays that uh, their season's oh, yeah. done. So they lost two straight games. <laughs> yeah. What a joke you guys are. <laughs> done. Yeah. All right. Uh, got a list. Checking it twice. Right, Here we go. Uh, disinformation Don is back. Oh, boy. Um, 
Kevin gets his ass called out by a girl today, oh, yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, Logan Roy is still dead. How's Rupert doing these days? Jesus. Uh, Don's newest numbers. These you can really believe. Um, MTG versus Lindsey Graham. Pick a side. And uh, could McDonald's get any better than it already is? Oh, boy. Uh, do the, uh, I think you've got a, some, I think you have some, uh, a clip for us for the McCarthy thing. Do you not? Uh, yeah, I do here. Um, so Kevin McCarthy today, the, uh, temporary speaker of the house. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. Um, decided that he would go to New York, to the New York stock exchange to lecture the financial world on exactly the brilliance of his plan to get the country's finances in order to put us on the right track instead of that disaster, that disaster that Joe Biden has uh, set us on the way to having to run into recessions, debt, deficits. It's horrible. So there's one little part of, and we can't, we're not going to drill down on all kinds of budget shit, but the fact is Trump cut taxes by about $2 trillion right at the beginning of his, his term. And the, the bulk of it went to uh, folks in the upper income um, brackets. It's just the way it is and, and corporations and the rest. And, here we are a couple years later, and when Kevin McCarthy talks about cutting spending in order to get a deal to keep the country from going into an instant depression with millions of layoffs and breaking the uh, debt ceiling um, uh, barrier, which has never been broken, never, ever been broken, he never mentions those $2 trillion in tax cuts as being spending. All right. The problem is Republicans think that it's when you cut taxes, that's just money from, from heaven, as opposed to spending money on shit in a deficit financing way. That's never money, but of course that's just wrong. Okay. So here he is, he's sitting there on the, uh, the floor of the, of the stock exchange today and the anchor is Sarah Eisen. Sarah Eisen, highly attractive anchor, CNBC with Kevin McCarthy. Taxes, because I wonder, because you you want you want to extend the Trump tax cuts, correct? Yes. But isn't that a little hypocritical when you're talking about finding savings everywhere and being on an unsustainable fiscal path? How's how's that hypocritical? What is bringing tax cuts, tax savings? Really? You're sitting on the market. You're sitting where the future goes, where people may. Okay. Kevin McCarthy is about ready to uh, lecture Sarah Eisen and the people in the financial press and the viewers of the financial channel as to why a stock market and the financial markets exist. We'll give you about 20 more seconds. So will this company actually able to go public if they have more regulation and higher taxes? Who gets more I money? get the argument you, for but it. But you know what happens on this floor? 
People make an investment and it pays for their pension. Ooh. People make an investment to pay for their kids' education. Ooh. And you know why these countries, why these companies come here? Because this is the place to grow. But right. So of course, a little bit of mansplaining there. Absolutely. And it, it just gets worse. And of course, he, he didn't answer the question. Jesus. Um, this guy's an idiot. Mansplain much? Yeah. Let me explain to you what happens, little girl. What happens yeah. is they buy stock in companies, okay? That's what happens. And those companies may produce dividends. If they don't, they sell that stock, little girl. But on the other hand, wasn't it just outrageous that she used the words, isn't it a bit hypocritical in <laughs> yeah, addressing the Speaker of the House? Wasn't that disrespectful, Britt? It was bad. It was almost as disrespectful as the yeah. 20 votes he had to go through to get the fucking job. <laughs> Actually, not even close to that. <laughs> and that didn't seem to bother him much, did it? No, he's okay bothered. now. Never happened. Kevin January McCarthy. was so long ago, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that, that that's kind of uh, lingering below the surface of the of the news as we uh, see it every day because we're obsessed with uh, getting getting Trump convicted and thrown into prison. Uh, we're obsessed with uh, making sure that that asshole judge in Amarillo, Texas, gets his ass handed to him. We're obsessed with Clarence Thomas getting his ass handed to him, um, among other things. So I just thought I'd... Uh, mentioned that Kevin McCarthy is just floundering around there. And Joe Biden and the Democrats, they do have the upper hand here because uh, the, the, they don't have to negotiate shit away when Kevin McCarthy just is a one-man clown show and doesn't have 218 votes to pass anything. He just doesn't. They can't agree on anything over there. They really can't. It's, it's the old, they can't yeah. agree what pizza to get for lunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't, they so. can't even get there, so it's nothing. Yeah. Uh, right. it, I mean, it, it is It is kind of, I mean, it is kind of humorous that he's trying to mansplain when, when he has so many problems. Yeah. And it does bear repeating, for those that don't remember, that Trump tax cut blew a fucking hole in the deficit. I know it was supposed to show all of this huge positive economic growth that was supposed to pay for it. That didn't work out so much. That didn't, that didn't work out so quite quite as much as they thought it. Was. No, it always works out. You just won't acknowledge it. You're manipulating the numbers. We know what oh, you clearly, clearly, yeah. right. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, manipulating the numbers, uh, Don Trump has made his first federal election commission filing of this election season, and. He claims his version of Twitter. What is it called? Truth bullshit. What is it? Truth, bull truth bullshit is correct. Truth bullshit. That's right. Right on. It isn't making any money, but it's really, really worth a lot. He's like the Daniel Snyder of politicians. He can't do shit right from wrong, but the value of, of his uh, enterprise is way through the roof. And in the case of Daniel Snyder, that's kind of true. I think he bought the Redskins. What was the number for like? 800 million or even less than that and ended up selling them for uh you know six billion so that's a good return no matter no matter where it started even if here, it started here's the good news here, here this will warm your heart according to sally jenkins from the washington post one of the best sports writers of all time really uh he's in such debt 
that he does she doesn't know how much of that's actually going to go toward anything. He's dug such a fucking hole for himself. Instead of, oh yeah, Snyder is in trouble. How do you do that? I don't know because he's a, in addition to being an asshole, he's a dumbass. I mean, I, I mean, I I haven't stayed at the Ritz, but even if you stay at the Ritz every night, you can't build up billions in a hotel bill that you're, that you're liable for. How do you do that? It's not quite the financial win that people might think it might be. Mm. Yeah, I'll take my shot. All right, so he says that he's made less than two hundred one dollars. $201 from Truth Social, but he places the value of it at between 5 and $25 million. Does this sound familiar? Where Donald Trump tells you how little money he made, how little value something has when it comes time to paying taxes, right? As income, $201. But the value of it, if he were to turn around and sell it, oh my God, there must be there must be buyers lined up from, from here to Canada, here to Canada, ready to pay Donald Trump between 5 and $25 million. My opinion, it's studied. It's financially sound. The value of Truth Social is, you ready? Zero. Nothing. No one would pay a dime for it, would they? I think you're, you're being generous. It's probably negative. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is negative. They would yeah. have to pay someone to take it off of their hands. Yeah. Uh, it's 101 pages of Donald Trump's finances since he left the White House. Um, he says he made between 100,000 and a million from his EFT trading cards. Remember those cards that they put up? What was that about six months ago? Where he was exceptionally pissed about that because he said he had a huge announcement and it was that bullshit. And some yeah. of his longtime fans were like, I, I'm done. I'm out. Hasn't that resale market completely collapsed now, no matter what? You know, people pay $200 million for the first Pokemon um, yeah. Yeah. Um, a cell that was used in a cartoon. They paid $200 million. Really? You mean the same Pokemon thing that I can go on the Internet and download a picture of it and print it off and have it? That one? I always wondered about the, uh, the fungibility yeah. of it and the idea that there was not going to be any kind of uh, fakery or anything like that, but people always told me, no, it's got a digital signature in there that proves it is the. And so what? But who cared? Nobody cared. All right. So there's a there's another there's another lie. Speaking engagements more than five million. Well, you know, if it was actually more than five million, let's say it was six million seven hundred thousand dollars. Wouldn't you want to say the exact number? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, probably. why do these? pieces of paper these these financial disclosure why do they never have exact numbers why do they just give ranges what is that you know what if you tell the irs and uh tax day is today right first day of tomorrow right? it's tomorrow at midnight okay right if you tell them last year you made between uh 37 and 64 thousand dollars <laughs> throw you in jail <laughs> you're done well, why do you can estimate it? It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the IRS is really into broad estimations. They're really into that. Uh, here's a here's a good lie. Trump reports he made upward of five million dollars at his golf club near Washington D.C. Uh, in 2020, it was 14 million. So apparently that that's going down the shoes. Now you know he's got that golf club near us in Mooresville. 
Oh, yeah. And that was on the front page of uh, my local paper today. And uh, there's some real problems with that one, too. What's the deal? What's going on there? Is it not problem? I mean, I should have looked that up. I I, I should have paid closer attention to that. I just remember many, many years ago when Donald Trump Jr. came down to Charlotte and they just dropped trial for him. Yeah. Like it was unbelievable. And it was before the Trump, it was well before Trump decided he was going to run for president and all this other bullshit. Uh Uh-huh. All right. I'm looking here at page one. Here it is. Trump's Mooresville Golf Club faces scrutiny. <laughs> the New York Attorney General says he overvalued the property by millions. Why did I need to read this? I could have guessed that. No. That he lied about the value of this golf club near Mooresville, which, and you're, you're not going to kill me for this, but it fits my pattern, Britt. I think I played a round of golf there once. How did you do when, when and where and what were the circumstances of this? You ready? Um, my, my uh, former partner at WBT, Richard Spires and I, we ended up playing a round of golf there with, uh, some uh, disabled veterans raising some money and we were there, but this is, remember this is a long, this would have been 20, you know, over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure whether that's the club or or not, which is it's kind of sad. We have. To- I remember you you and I did a one for disabled veterans, but that was like in Statesville or something. Yeah, one time that was that was up there. Yeah, yeah, that was for the uh, that was that was like for homes for our troops or one of those deals. Right at the heart of the allegations related to the golf club in Mooresville, North Carolina, is a scheme that involved including the face value of refundable membership deposits, which topped $4 million in 2012 alone. All right, so it's, I guess he has owned this for a while. So 2012, he's not a presidential candidate. He's just Donald Trump, you know, well-known ripoff artist. He's still doing The Apprentice in 2012, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, I think that's yeah. correct. Uh, he said that the face value of those membership deposits were part of the value of the property, declaring in other filings that the liability for the deposit was $0, according to the lawsuit. So he was making the case that a deposit, which is just you know the beginning of your membership fee, is his money, and he has no liability for it because, because he's Donald Trump, but he might have to turn around and give that money back if someone didn't. It sounds pretty shady to me. Um, you get the point. The, 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 the story is the same. The names just change. This is Dragnet, right? <laughs> That's correct. It's the same. It's the same crap over. But, but nobody's name should be uh, protected for anybody's innocence. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, no. There's Sorry. there's no point here. Uh, all right, Logan Roy is still dead. How's Rupert Murdoch doing uh, these days? Well, again, spoiler alert, huge spoiler alert, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, how long do you have to not talk about a show after its first run? Five right, years. you have to go two two years, or you ruin it for people that might not have seen it yet. Is that how that works? Five years. It's five years. Five years. Five. Geez, whoa. Um, what happens at the end of Breaking Bad, Britt? I can't remember. Uh, uh, they play a song by Badfinger. Yeah. All right. So Trump 
was up at 3 a.m. on Monday morning. By the way, I'm up at 3 a.m. usually. I have to pee usually about that. It's about my pee time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm beginning to understand those late night tweets from him just a little bit more in the last few years. Although hey, I don't pick up my really, phone and, and fuck around at three in the morning. My know? bladder is barking. I need to send out a message. That's exactly right. Uh, and here's his advice. And Don's a good friend. He's a good friend of Rupert Murdoch, right? And he's a good friend, of course, of Fox News, even though sometimes he he hates them and then he loves them, right? It's back and forth, back and forth. It's like Liz and 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 Dick, right? Elizabeth Taylor, Richard, yeah. the back and forth. They're, they're they're together. They're apart. And so, in capital letters, and as we speak, there is the possibility, I guess, of a settlement before the trial would start on Tuesday in the Dominion voting machines versus. Um, Fox Corporation lawsuit. In capital letters, Trump urges Rupert Murdoch to get on the stand and lie, as any good friend would. Here he goes. If Fox would finally admit, this is all in capital letters, that there was large-scale cheating and irregularities in the 2020 presidential election, which would be a good thing for them, and for America, the case against them, which should not have existed at all, would be greatly weakened. Back up those patriots at Fox instead of throwing them under the bus. And they're right. There's so much proof, like mass ballot stuffing caught on government cameras, FBI colluding with Twitter and Facebook, state legislatures not used, etc. So Trump is telling Rupert Murdoch and other people who would be on the witness stand from Fox, Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Judge Janine, whoever they're going to throw up there, that if the trial does happen and they get on the stand, what they should do is lie again about the fact that the election was stolen with the help of Dominion voting machines, lie again, do the very same thing that got you into trouble and got you sued right now. Right at this moment, get up there, double down, triple down. And, of course, that's a Donald Trump triple gaslight, double reverse, beyond insane, crazy piece of shit there in terms of advice. You know, only, only Trump would, would do that with a straight face. Although, for one moment, Britt, there's one piece of seriousness to what he's doing there. It is his strategy throughout his life in business and in disputes and in politics, which is lie and then pile more lies on top of the lies and never admit that you're wrong and just keep going. And there is a difference between what I just said as it expresses itself in business on television, as an entertainer, as a politician. It works for Donald Trump. It has most of his life, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work in a court of law when you are under oath. You will be caught. That's right. You get that's that's the one P word that Donald Trump should be very, very afraid of. Grab him by the perjury. 
Yeah, grab them by the perjury. If you're famous enough, they let you. But you know what? It doesn't matter how famous you are. You can't get away with it in court. So what do so, I think that the likelihood that, that Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson and Rupert Murdoch look at the goes, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll just get up there and lie under oath. But I see yeah. no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're we're sitting here watching, maybe waiting for a news alert or a notification that that something is settled out. It might, it might not. You know, sometimes it falls apart at the last minute, and we'll see you in court. We will see you in court because the, the prevailing wisdom now is that even Dominion with uh, all the cards, with all the facts, still might say, you know what, we're better off settling and getting a humongous settlement instead of leaving it in the hands of 12 citizens, one of whom could derail the case or cause a mistrial so, okay, we'll set. Now, th that's one way of, of look, but that's been true the whole time. Mm -hmm. They always could have settled, mm -hmm. but they've, they've held pretty hard. Uh, I would submit that the price of settlement for Fox has gone up every week, every day, every hour, every minute, every minute. And, you know, this is not the definition of the 11th hour. This is the, the uh, 58th minute. 59th minute of the uh, last hour before. And so they've got to pay more probably to get out from underneath that. Although maybe not, but I think, uh, I think they're going to have to settle for, for a, way over a billion dollars. If there was going to be a financial. Oh, God, yeah. oh this, I mean, this, this will be like the largest settlement like ever, I think. Right. Right. And uh, in the case of Fox, you know, they've got other lawsuits coming down the tracks. And by the way, they're going to get sued by their own shareholders for settling. So they would get sued if they lost. And they're going to get sued for settling because the shareholders are going to instantly be able to calculate just how much uh, they have been dinged by the uh, value of the company going down because of the settlement. So this is this is my question for for you and, and and for me to try to kick around here. If there was a settlement, and you know by Tuesday maybe there'll be one, maybe there won't. But if there was one, do you dare think that Dominion would allow for the just painfully disgusting clause to get in there that says, and Fox admits no wrong was committed. No, no, I, no. I doubt it. I doubt greatly they would allow that to happen. You, you think, but, but that's what Fox wants. But they know they can't have that. And they know that even if they did get it, it would be meaningless because of all the evidence that's been released, all the emails, all the text messages, all the, the uh, words that completely contradicted what they were saying on the air, all the lies, all the rest. But if a settlement did include some kind of boilerplate bullshit, neither side admits blah, 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 one of those, then that would give them, not permission, but it would give them the ability to get back on their stupid fucking channel every night and start to suddenly talk about this suit that was settled where neither side admitted, blah, 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 okay? And they would lie about it, Britt. I mean, they're going to be back lying about this no matter what happens. What happens. The, yeah. uh, 
There's a you know a big fan of the show Dirty Money on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, they were there was an episode about the bank HSBC, which entered into a an agreement. It's called a DBE DPA Deferred Prosecution Agreement. Uh-huh. Uh, this is when Loretta Lynch was the Attorney General of these United States, and um, what they said was in their stipulation was that they had done a number of things, and, and that if they went to court, they probably would be convicted of others of stuff including laundering money for the Sinaloa drug cartel, one of the largest drug cartels on the planet. Mm-hmm. So they stipulated the idea that if, if this actually went to court, we'd be fucked. So here, here's a large pile of money. I would like to see a similar agreement with this in Fox. If, if we went forward with the trial, Dominion would probably be able to tr- prove that we did this with malice aforethought and were reckless with the facts and did things that materially damaged their business. I would like to see that in any sort of agreement. Right. Oh, plus, uh, any sort of agreement, I think, would include at the beginning of every half hour, every 30 minutes, God. A full one minute, one minute uh, recorded apology and admission of wrongdoing. It has to run over and over again for a full year. Whole year has to be there for for a whole year. Well, you, and you're you're under the impression that if there's going to be like a huge multi billion dollar, this is going to mean wholesale changes at the at the channel at the network. I think so. Yeah. I I just don't think you can. You can continue to conduct business like this. You can't. Um, it's got to change. So, you know this. This is a this is a clop to the side of your head. No matter who, no matter how they're they're lying and 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 pretending this isn't going on on their channel, it is going on. And uh, imagine the internal pressure coming from these guys like uh, Hannity and Tucker Carlson for them to settle this so that they don't have to get on, on the stand and get grilled by skilled prosecutors who are smarter than they are, who know more about what they said than they do themselves. And by the way, the, the answer to the question definitively is it will not be on TV. Not only will it not be on TV, um, there will not even be the kind of audio recordings that are made these days at the Supreme Court. You can listen to all the Supreme Court arguments now. They record right. them, and you, and you can... With the, and If this doesn't sound like 1931, you know, I don't know what does. The only way, if you're not inside the courtroom, to be able to access what's going on there's going to be a like a phone in line where you can listen but there will be no there will be no recordings there will be no actual recordings yes this is real this is real this is real so the the uh, only the only way we're going to find out about what actually happened should there be a trial is will be with the reporters and there are lots of great reporters who are going to be in there uh, I hope they're allowed to have a pen and paper to write on. Yeah, they may they may go ahead and forego that. Yeah, no, you can only do it from memory, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, gee, if we just had national security documents this secure, <laughs> we might be in a better 
spot than we are right now. But uh, and so this is this is old style state of Delaware law that I guess covers their federal courts also. And this judge, he just does. And of course, Fox has to be thrilled, at least with that aspect, that there won't be voluminous video of Tucker Carlson and Hannity and the rest of them getting grilled. They got to be happy about that, but that's not going to change what a jury sees. That's not going to change the facts of what happened. And that won't change the ultimate verdict, but this is the year 2023. This is a disgrace. It is an utter disgrace. You talk about the public interest. Is there no public interest in this, in this trial? Is this judge so worried that this automatically turns into the OJ Simpson trial. <laughs> that's what they. Uh, that's that's yeah, what they think. God, they, that was thirty fucking years ago. And they, the reason that we're doing this is because we've always done it that way. It's just tradition. The fiddler on the roof. It's just tradition. We've always done it this way, so we're not going to do it any other way. Yeah, you know, for instance, the George, the George Floyd um, uh, hearings up in Minnesota with Derek Chauvin and the other. You know, those were televised. Yeah, and that was great. Yeah, there were no, nobody played to the cameras. Uh, nobody did anything nutty. It was completely respectful. It was the way that cameras in the courtroom are supposed to work. And uh, they had more than one camera. It wasn't C-SPAN style uh, uh, coverage, which is one camera far away. So you don't, you know, you don't see any close-ups of, of anybody in there. And they could do it. They could do it totally appropriately. Oh, it now. could be done. There's no question. And there is significant public interest, as you point out. It's probably the biggest First yeah. Amendment case, freedom of the press, that we've ever had. Right. I mean, it's so, like a massive one. So is, the, is there irony here that the uh, biggest First Amendment case in the history of the world, the government shall make no law? Well, the government is making a law saying we can't see it. And you know where else governments make laws so the trials are not accessible to people? Russia. You know where the Wall Street Journal reporter is going to be on trial and we're not going to be able to see it or hear it or know what goes on? Russia. It's just, this is disgraceful. This is the worst.